Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. I'm Ryan. And we are here bringing you football news the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today, we are recapping week eight during this week nine episode. And honestly, today was when news really dropped. I think this week news dropped starting Tuesday morning. Starting Tuesday morning. You know know, what's, what's tragic in a sense? I was so excited to report on Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley. Positive news. I was yes. so excited. Positive news. Yes. And what happened? Happens all the time. Aaron Rodgers steals the show, just like on draft night. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. I guess we'll go with the with the root of the whole thing. Aaron Rodgers is out against Kansas City because he tested positive. COVID-19. He's ruled out immediately because, and we have to assume, I actually, I think news broke out. He was I think it's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So he's gone for 14 days, which means that he's not even, 10. No? I think it's more, I actually, to double check, but he's in jeopardy. He's set to return next Saturday. Ooh, okay, okay. You know, my, my assumption, my immediate assumption is that think Devontae Adams touched something that Aaron Rodgers also touched but I, I am unsure what happened do you do you want to know my speculation what I heard the third string quarterback caught COVID who's who's the third string I don't know but he tested positive yesterday but the thing is what doesn't make sense to me is that is the oh everything makes sense and that's why Blake Bortles flew in because <laughs> He was away from the whole thing. Yes. Wait, Jordan so then Love does, was the only active quarterback on the team. So does Jordan Love not hang out with the QBs? Or like, how did he not get anything? You think Aaron Rodgers likes Jordan Love? You're right. You're right. But the, he couldn't win over the third string either? I think he won over the third string. That's why, you know, he took him under his wing. No, I'm talking about Jordan Love. Like, Jordan Love couldn't get the third string to hang out with him either? No, nah, Aaron Rodgers got there first. Got it. Got it. I, Jordan Love, you are. You are. Uh, not, not in a good situation, buddy. Definitely not. And in terms of fantasy implications, so that's kind of where we're at right now. It's why we talk on this podcast. So, Ryan, I have a question for you that I asked Twitter. I don't know if you saw. No, I'm not on Twitter. No worries. No worries. I asked for people that roster Aaron Rodgers, who are you going to start this week? And I gave three names. Daniel Jones versus Las Vegas, Jordan Love at Kansas City, or Taysom Hill versus Atlanta? I start Jordan Love. You would start Jordan Love. 100%. My reasoning, Daniel Jones, the Raiders, Max Crosby, he has more pressures than whole NFL teams, which is very alarming. And I don't like that if I'm Daniel Jones. So I'm not starting Daniel Jones. Um, The other guy you mentioned... Sorry, Taysom Hill. Hill. Oh, Taysom Hill. I I know you're starting him over Jordan Love, but I don't think Mm -hmm. Taysom Hill should be started because you you don't know what they're going to do with him. See, you bring up a very good point on you don't know what they're going to do with him because everyone is preaching about his rushing, Taysom Hill, right? Yeah. You know why he was out for the last three weeks? Why? Concussion. Because of his rushing. Because of his rushing. And I was going to talk about this in the next episode, but that's why I'm not worried about Alvin Kamara. 
Do you I think Sean know. Payton really wants to start Trevor Simeon? He didn't look bad, just saying. Do you think he really, deep down inside in his heart, do you think he really wants to start Trevor Simeon? Well, deep down in his heart, did he really want to start Jameis either? Or did he still want Drew Brees? <laughs> you, you bring up a very good argument. And I, really think the, one, actually. I think the only reason Trevor Simeon is even playing last week was because Taysom Hill was out. This week comes around, Taysom Hill plays is because Trevor Simeon doesn't have as much experience as Taysom Hill. Correct, but you poop yes. the bed. Like if Taysom Hill poops the bed once, it's not hard to put in Trevor Simeon after what you saw. Correct. And I guess you're kind of right in that regard where like, I don't, I don't want to start Taysom Hill, even though it's a really good matchup. And I'll <laughs> I'll take the L. I will take the L right now. But let's be honest here. If he can't rush, because they have to protect him. Because let's be honest here. You think you could win a championship? They're, they're thinking about actually winning the championship. Yeah. Can you win the championship with Taysom Hill? Or can you win the championship with Trevor Simeon? I think it's Trevor. Wow. Because think of it like this. Everyone hates on Lamar for running the ball so much, right? But Lamar still throws. Taysom Hill, I don't think he has an arm like Lamar. Okay. And Lamar's arm is nothing to, you know, drool over either. I I just think Taysom Hill is just a different quarterback. You you can only get away um, with gadget plays and a gadget player for so long. I think Taysom Hill should ring. I think Taysom Hill should maintain his role as he did when he was playing with Drew Brees. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think Trevor Simeon should be the Drew Brees role. Yeah, so you, 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 you got to play both. You cannot trust Taysom Hill to run to, to take it the whole way. But to answer your question, going back to Jordan Love, I think that this is kind of like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. This is the like this is Jordan Love's chance. Correct. Like it, it can't come out of, okay, you know, it came at the expense of Aaron Rodgers, you know, catching the vid. But, I mean, it, it's it's an injury. It's listed as an injury. This is your chance to step up and win the job. Correct. And I'm, I'm going to be real with you. And I don't know if this is just a hunch because I've been looking at where Jordan Love's being ranked this week after yeah. the, um, the news. He's like quarterback 16, 15. I really think he's going to crack the top 12. But do you think it's all hype, though? Is he in the 15 or 16 just because people know how much they invested in Jordan Love, like a first-rounders? They're like, oh, he has to be the guy, rather than actually knowing that he's the guy. For me, it's literally the pieces around him and the fact that he really can't mess it up in that aspect because he has the three recipes, the three ingredients for a recipe right. for success. Right. He has the weapons. He has the offensive line. He has a bad defense. Yeah. So then it will give him opportunities to keep scoring. Exactly. So I think if there's any time to really like bet on something that you're kind of unclear about, this is probably your best bet. Not going to lie. You're right. Yeah. Jordan Love all the way. Correct, sir. But yeah, did you have anything else you want to talk about, about Aaron Rodgers or just quarterbacks in general? Oh, yes. One more quarterback, Jameis Winston. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of talked about it already, but Jameis Winston with a torn ACL, that's the injury. So it'll either be the Taysom Hill or a Trevor Simeon show moving forward. And uh, my last injury of the day is King Henry. 
or I mean, basically he's Prince Henry at this point or Knight Henry or whatever, you know, or commoner Henry, because, you know, he's not the king anymore because he's not playing. We, I actually thought he was indestructible. I think we all thought he was indestructible. That's why he got the label King Henry, but no more. I think he broke his foot or something, or he's getting foot surgery. Surgery. So he's out for the whole season. And the Titans actually signed Adrian Peterson with McNichols already on the roster. So that's a little interesting. I feel like this is probably like a Tyson Williams situation in Baltimore. And Adrian Peterson, by the way, is 36 years old. And, and like, that's like the concern that I have because people, okay. So you have like two ends of the spectrum. You're like, man, they could be like Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, but on a budget. Yeah. But then there's, there's Josh Jacobs and uh, Kendrick. So on a budget on that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Like they're just both going to eat into each other's production. Like Adrian Peterson's going to run in between the tackles. Yes. If it's on the one yard line, it's Adrian Peterson. Now, the problem is, Adrian Peterson's never going to catch the ball. Never. He's like literally a poor man's version of Damian Harris, Elijah Mitchell. I was going to say Josh Jacobs, but Josh Jacobs is actually catching the ball now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always so, had hands. He always had hands. He They finally unlocked that, which I'm very happy about. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Adrian Peterson, like running back two ish, three. I don't know. I don't, I'm not comfortable starting either Adrian Peterson or what's his name? McNichols. McNichols. Yeah. I wouldn't be comfortable either. I think this situation is better for real life than it is for fantasy. Yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And on top of that, they're playing the Rams on Sunday night. No good. No good. Just, just don't start any of them this week. But a lot of people are quick to pick them up though. Not going to lie. Adrian Peterson, especially. And McNichols too. Mm-hmm. Well, McNichols last, but the people, both of them are getting picked up. Exactly. Yes. And then just one more thing that I want to talk about um, with James Winston um, and his injury. The only pass catcher I would have, I guess, mm. started yes. was can't Michael be... Thomas. Uh, uh-huh, and the uh-huh. unfortunate part is you can't start Michael Thomas anymore because he's hurt because yeah, I mean, of he, his ankle. He made a home in your IR spot for eight weeks. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And when I checked in on him, you know, on the day that he's supposed to come back, mm-hmm. empty. He made his bed and left. Didn't even leave a note. Well, it's funny. Well, he did leave a note. But... He, yes, he did leave a note. But everyone said that uh, they were trying to get rid of him at the trade deadline, but no one wanted him because he couldn't come back. Which makes sense. So I don't know what the Saints were thinking. You know, it's kind of like, hey, we got this player. Doesn't really work, though. He's got to give us some time. So, like, we got this player, and he's hurt, and he won't come back this year, and we know his contract ends this year, but hear us out, hear us out. He wants – oh, he doesn't want to stay here. But, you know, we there's some ties, right? That's probably how they pitched to him. Michael Thomas doesn't want to be there. He doesn't. That's, like, half the reason why he's why he didn't want to do this. Also, surgery. also, his nickname is Slant Boy. So he may only run four routes for you, but – you know, second rounder. <laughs> Those are the best damn four routes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no one wanted him. Pretty sad. It was, and I think the Saints actually thought people valued Michael Thomas way higher, which is probably why they thought they could ship him away. And they talked to the Browns about OBJ at the same time because they're like, oh, OBJ can just replace Michael Thomas. 
and everything just fell through. I think so too. I think, and we're, we, we wish we had time to talk about the Odell situation, but you know, once we get clarity on that, we will, but I mean like where it is right now, geez, I, I don't really know anymore for Odell. I mean, hopefully he lands on the saints. I know the Raiders have some interest, but I just hope he is happy because he's a good player that hasn't been able to show his talent over the last couple of years. His dad, the video you sent me, his dad's on fire. It was pretty funny though. Yeah. His dad's more on fire than Baker is on the field. It will really be like that sometimes, but you actually kind of segue into this other part that we're going to talk about. Perfect. And because it's week eight, it is our halfway point of the fancy football season. So what better way to kind of talk about or kind of recap everything that's going on right now in the NFL than by doing a nice little halfway checkpoint on a couple players that we believe exceeded our expectations that might fall off and a couple players that didn't have the best first half, but could definitely try to pop off in the second half. And Ryan, I did mention Baker Mayfield just because he was just not that good. Okay. Okay. That was kind so, of my So segment. you think he's going to fall off, right? I think he is one of the players that are going to fall off, but he wasn't Good. one on my list. Oh, okay. Okay. So who I made did... the list? Who Who is going to fall off harder than Baker? Who is going to fall off harder than Baker? In terms of fantasy value, I have two names right here. Okay. Corton Sutton and Leonard Fournette. Now, Corton hey, Sutton, you're like, of course, because Jerry Judy's back. Did you see what Jerry Judy did last week? Nothing. Listen, exactly. Nothing. So is he really a problem? I don't know. But I think the problem's going to come with their schedule coming up. So I'm going to read it to you. Philly, okay. the Chargers twice, KC, okay. Detroit, Cincy, and Las Vegas. Here's the fun part about that. The softest defense they're playing is Cincinnati at 12. Outside of that, Philly's 30th. Chargers are 31st, and they play them twice. Casey's 21st. Detroit is surprisingly 22nd. And the Las Vegas Raiders are 29th against the pass. Cortland Sun's going to be locked up next couple of weeks. I would try to definitely just ship him for anything at this point. Uh, I'll be calling your phone after this podcast. Yes. Because you just gave away Jerry Judy, I think. So, mm-hmm. no, no, you no, you got Jerry Judy. Correct. Yes. You want Cortland Sutton too? No, no, thank you. I because Jerry, I think Judy, Jerry Judy's more talented. I agree, but Jerry Judy may be locked up by the number one receiver of all these great defenses, leaving Cortland Sutton with some open targets. I agree to disagree. I think the way that they move him around, because he can move into the slot, play some outside. <laughs> Cortland Sutton is a true outside guy. Mm, but Jerry Judy's more, he can line up anywhere. Yes. Does Casey Hayward play on the outside or inside? Outside. Exactly. So oh, that's my respect concern. for Casey. I like it. I do. I do. He's a really good um, cornerback. So, and I talked about Leonard Fournette, very same bid with um, Cortland Sutton. They play Indy, Buffalo, New Orleans, Carolina, and not even to include the fact that they're on a bye. So you're not going to get him this week to start off yeah. the second half. So, and again, another thing that I want to bring up is the fact that you you look at the teams that he's played so far mm-hmm. and it's like they, they weren't even that good of defenses, to be honest with you. And then you think about this as well. Ronald Jones stayed in Tampa Bay when people thought that he was a good trade target for yes. other teams, especially Indianapolis. 
Tampa Bay, if you're not willing to trade Ronald Jones, they like him. And I feel like it's going to be more of a, a split down the line against really competitive teams, which is why I think Leonard Fournette, although he's an RB1 right now, currently RB12 on the season, his true value is going to be in that RB2, 15 to 20 range for me moving or, forward. I feel like it could be a situation where it's kind of like insurance because they know they're a Super mm-hmm. Bowl team. If Leonard Fournette goes down, Ronald Jones is a, like that 1.5 guy that could step in or, or even two, but he's a solid two. Yes, but you always want to have playoff landing in the playoffs. He suddenly becomes like the best running back in football. He becomes Derrick Henry. He morphs into him. Yes, yes. I agree. So my two players that I had, uh, the first one I came up with, Mike Williams. I like that pick a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. Mike Williams, I think he got off to a crazy hot start, like boiling hot start. Six TDs in the first five games or, or something like that. So some ridiculous. And he was scoring like 18 points a game. And like a couple of down games in the recent weeks. And I'm a little worried now because I think it could be an overreaction, but I have a hunch that Keenan Allen will start getting even more involved. But my bigger concern is that the Chargers may not be able to score 30 plus every game anymore. <laughs> So, you know, everyone's production is going to be tempered. So I don't think Mike Williams is going to come back to that 20 point per game form anymore. Very true. I, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you can, so Mike Williams now is a really good time to, but mm-hmm. it's hard because like he had really bad games recently. So it's like, people are kind of seeing what Mike What's Williams going on? actually is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. My second player, I read this somewhere, so don't hate me. I, I don't hate your team, but I saw it. it had some good points in the article, and it was Alvin Kamara. And okay. it's only because Jameis Winston is down. I think that's what the article is basically saying. But it was Alvin Kamara might drop off a little bit, but we, we don't know. you know, Because last year when Hill started, Alvin Kamara's usage also went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think some of the stats or some quick stats are that like Kamara never had more than a hundred scrimmage yards mm-hmm. with Taysom Hill starting. And he had three catches for seven yards in Hill's first three starts. So right. I, I think yeah. this kind of speaks to what you said earlier about how you're not concerned, but the article did bring up these points, which gave me a little concern. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So two sides to it. It's at this point, it's wait and see. And Alvin Kamara is kind of in that same basket as Devonte adams where you know the production is going to be down yeah new system not a new system but you know new quarterback like literally they both are going to have new quarterbacks coming into this week yeah but you have to start him you're not going to bench Devonte adams you're not going to bench can't. alvin kamara mm-hmm. you can't so you Especially, start him mm-hmm. but then they might not they might not produce where you drafted them anymore exactly you have to temper expectations just a little bit but there's still really good players that you should yeah. definitely try to invest in still. But that being said, we're going to flip the script a little bit, and we're going to talk about two players that we think will have a really big second half. And I'll start off. I cheated. I have four players just because three of them are on the same team. Okay. And it's oh. Julio Jones, AJ Brown, and Ryan Tannehill. Oh, because King Henry Because gone. Derrick Henry's hurt. Okay. Right? And so you think about it. Again, their philosophy, run the ball, work the play action. That works, right? I feel like the rushing attack will, of course, take a step back from here on out, but Tennessee will make it work because they're going to increase the volume for A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. And have you noticed? 
Tennessee started winning. Why? Yeah. They're feeding the ball to AJ Brown just a little bit more. And mm-hmm. they've been looking very, and very Julio good. Jones is still very clutch. He is, right? And I feel like once he gets healthy, he'll definitely turn the corner. And with that being said, yes, Adrian Peterson, I think, will do the job in terms of, you know, having teams respect the run. But overall, I think that the team becomes a little bit more pass-happy moving forward, which is why I think Julio Jones, A.J. Brown will do well. And Ryan Tannehill, you know, at the one-yard line, he used to give it to Henry. Ryan Tannehill is actually a pretty good runner, so maybe he gets a little bit more rushing upside. Maybe. to think about you might be scared or you might not worry about this, but I feel like what if Tannehill returns to Miami Dolphins form without King Henry? That's something to look into, right? We because as a know. team, you know, you're not going to stack the box anymore. That is true. That is very true. I'm excited to see how Ryan Tannehill will perform for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Ryan, this one's for you. Oh, uh. it's also for me too. I had to look into it. It's Antonio Gibson. Okay, okay. I, I like where this is going, but so as an owner, As an owner of Antonio Gibson, I am very scared and very worried for my life. Because he has not done very much, to be honest with you. He hasn't yeah. been very productive. You see his stats every single week, and you're like... <sighs> but you can't sit him. But you can't which sit is, him. Which is very frustrating. It's, it is, it is. But here's optimism for you. We have to monitor his usage over the next three weeks coming off the bye. Because one, we have to see how healthy he is. He finally got removed off of the injury report yeah. last week, but they did split carries. So we'll see after the buy. Maybe they start actually ramping up usage for Antonio Gibson because of where they are in the record. They might try to change something. I hope Number they two. do. I just feel like that offense is. You know, just, I just can't, man. That that t- t- Taylor Heineke, whatever they're doing in Washington, I just don't think it's good. Exactly. I mean, I agree with you, but I mean, like they have had injuries. I mean, it's just Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel's been hurt. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick was supposed to be the guy there first. Was Yeah, yeah, true. So, true. I mean, there's all that. And their defense isn't as good as we had thought. So they're in a lot more shootouts. So they they're asked nowhere to near. Do a lot more. Nowhere near it, right? Nowhere near what we thought it would be. People <laughs> drafted the Washington defense top three. Mm-hmm. My God. Right. All right. Sorry. What was your second point? that after they play Tampa Bay and Carolina out of their bye, the toughest defense they see is Dallas. Oh. And Dallas is just mediocre, right? They're middle of the pack. They're just middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. So just I, something I, I like this outlook. Yes, and he's you know? a talented player. He was just hurt, and that was the problem. I like that. All right, my two guys. The first guy, I think it's somewhat of a dart throw, but I think it has a solid chance of hitting. Justin Fields. Um, and the, this is to the people or, or, or to the players out there that are starting Cousins, Tannehill, or has a backup QB in because of an injury. I'd pick up Fields and hold on for a few weeks. I think there's a potential for him to be like a Jalen Hurts type of player with like, I think, I think Fields just had 103 rushing yards last week. Mm-hmm. So we preach dual threat QBs, enter Fields. I'm not saying Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears will get anywhere or they'll win games, but I think J- uh, Justin Fields can produce points. Second, second guy, uh, very lucky if you have him, I think, uh, Dallas Goddard, 10 plus point games in each or 10 plus points in each of his last two games. Uh, congrats. You were very lucky to have him. You you son of a gun because you dropped him in the later rounds. And now you have, I think a top eight tight end, if not higher. Like that's like the crazy part. Cause you drafted him 
thinking Zach Ertz was going to be traded and he yeah. never got traded. And you're like, oh man. And then the new South Zach Ertz kind of increases production. Like, oh man, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And then and they the trade Christmas Zach Ertz. came early. Yeah. The Christmas came early. And I really liked your picks. Yeah. And I feel like this is also Zach Ertz is winning too. This is not just Dallas Goddard because Zach Ertz wins, Goddard wins, everyone who owns these guys wins. Yeah. Because they're, they're split up now. They're split up. Exactly. So it's one of those fun instances where like a trade actually helps like two players decently well. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, that's kind of our reading the tea leaves portion. I'm going to transition a little bit to our charity fantasy league and Ryan. Stop. Man, it's it's rough. Every single week we What's place them. We're two and six. Oh. I don't get why every every time we play someone, they're top three in scoring for the week. It's just our luck. I'm telling you, dude, fantasy is not a game of skill. It's a game of luck. It's definitely for this league, for sure. But It's a form of gambling. <laughs> yeah. 100%, dude. We lost 138 to 124 to Everybody Hates Rob. Apparently, uh, Rob loves everyone but us. Why? Um, huh? why, why does Rob love everyone but us? Well, he destroyed us. <laughs> what is us. destroyed? Well, what, what what is Rob's record? Do you know? Like, he's is he good? Two. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. I, I don't like Rob either. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So bad decisions we made. To be honest, we didn't make a lot of mistakes this week. We sat Randall Cobb over Jalen Waddle and Kadarius Tony. But like in hindsight, would you have started Randall Cobb? I think I, dude, I, I think I mentioned to start Randall Cobb last week. Did Why I? didn't you remind me? I, I swear to God, rewind the episode, open it up. I'm pretty sure I talked about Randall Cobb. I said, if you're going to start, oh, maybe it's because I said, if you're going to start any receiver, start Randall Cobb. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a full boat. Okay, from now on, I will full send it for you. Yes, and then good decisions we made. Joey Burrow will be starting for us this week because oh, Tom Brady's on a bye. Fantastic. So yes, CMC is coming back very soon. And our wide fantastic. receivers are actually really good. AJ Brown, Robert Woods, Marquise Brown, Kadarius Tony, and Jalen Waddle. I looked around the league. We have one of the best wide receivers throughout the league. I like that. So my question is sitting at two and six, are we last? No, we're still 10th. Oh, we're 10th. So, so we have a chance of making it is what you're saying. To yes, sneak in we- at six. If we can somehow go six and two on the later half of the season, we actually have a legit chance. I believe it because CMC's back. AJ Brown's popping off because King Henry's gone. Uh, Robert Woods, Marquise Brown, they were both on buys last week. So, I mean, like, they're going to do really well. Kadarius Tony, if I he's like Kadarius. And Jalen Waddle in case Kadarius Tony has a bad matchup. I think we're chilling. I think we so too. And that's all chilling. I had. That's same here. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we review week nine, nine of the NFL regular season. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.